0: Welcome back to the conversational marketing podcast. It's officially November. Happy November.
1: Happy November, Sarah. Did you have a good Halloween? I did. Did you? What did you dress up as, Sammy? It's going to seem really nerdy. I love it. I'm ready. But
0: I did dress up as a CQL. Okay. <laughs> so for those who don't know, CQL is Conversation Qualified Lead. There are three different levels, one, two, and three. Which level were you? Unfortunately, I was deemed... The one bolt. It's okay, because at
1: least you weren't the disqualified. Exactly.
0: (laughs) So it was a group costume then. It was a group costume. I love it.
1: But today we want to talk about something... Basically, a
0: common objection we've
1: heard, and we want to to address it. Yes.
0: So when any new marketing, quote unquote, trend comes out, like inbound marketing, account based marketing, conversational marketing, there's always this common objection of this is going to take forever. It's probably Mm -hmm. just a fad. I don't want to rearrange our entire marketing process to suit this trend that's just going to go away. And if you think about things like social, like Facebook and Instagram, businesses weren't creating profiles until way later on when it started to really become like an actual part of your marketing strategy. And the reason these channels catch on so fiercely is because they humanize businesses. Totally. So like social media gives a voice and a face to a brand. Mm -hmm. ABM makes a more personalized marketing experience to people that you want to bring in as customers. Inbound marketing is all about addressing the kinds of It's, like, basically just appealing to what people want to learn and making the content that appeals to that. And conversational marketing is all about just being human and personal in your marketing. So it just takes it one step further because marketing isn't just postcards and one-to-many email blasts. Like, marketing really needs to start becoming and is becoming more human and personalized. Yeah,
1: and... Specifically with conversational marketing, I think what we've heard just generally and at Drift is like, oh, is this going to take forever to implement? Is it, I need to totally rework my business strategy and all of this. And the fact of the matter and the simple answer is you're probably already doing it. And this is both in your personal life, but also in business. So, I mean, think about the first thing you did when you woke up. Was it check your phone, check your email, check Slack, Twitter, How many minutes did it take you to see an ad or a business post? I mean, this morning I woke up and I looked in my personal email and there was already traces of conversational marketing. Mm -hmm. Just even in my way over to work, there
0: was traces of conversational marketing. Yeah, 100%. So let's talk about email. So email is starting to become actually something that there was a whole period of time where everyone was like, email is dead. Mm -hmm. But people are actually using email more and because they're using email in a smarter way. So like, for example, I wake up in the morning and an email newsletter that I have in my inbox is The Skim. And The Skim Basically feels like reading the news in a way where my friend has written it. Yeah. They make it so easy to comprehend something like the big issues that are happening in the world and make it so human where I feel like I know what's going on but I also feel like I was reading what was happening in my own words. Yeah, totally. Like, it's really cool and it's not that hard to do. Like mm-hmm. when you are sending an email, when you have an email newsletter, making it more digestible is the best way to go about it. People are going to enjoy reading your content and emails more.
1: Yeah, and at Drift, we actually took a page out of the Skims notebook. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we implemented copy that was really just like a tone update. Yeah. It was more conversational. We had things like reply here instead of check out this ebook. Mm -hmm. We have honestly just great engagement since making that change. And the best part about all of this is that people do respond to our emails. When we send them something, they're sending back. It can be a range of things. Sometimes they send back like, hey, this email was great. I've been doing copy my whole life and it's great to see that people are talking like this. We see people who are responding to the content that was sent in the email. Just generally, we're starting more conversations by having emails be reflective of what is already in all of your other channels, like when you're texting your friend. Mm -hmm.
0: And like, the cool thing is, like, you don't have to rearrange your newsletter like we did. And we also didn't immediately go from a regular email newsletter to this more conversational Mm -hmm. email newsletter. We just, we A-B tested it to see what our audience preferred. And they preferred more conversational tone. And so you can change your CTAs from check out this ebook to here's the ebook let us know what you think or Mm -hmm. here's the ebook like reply here and let us know what your favorite part was yeah so that you can yes they can download that ebook and yes they can click on your email and you can get that metric but there's a metric that you can start tracking also which is replies and positive replies yep so that's really cool (laughs) if you want to see this in action you can head to drift.com slash blog click on subscribe and get these newsletters for yourself every sunday but back to this newsletter like it's B2B, so it's not the skim. It's not about, right. It's not about like, what's going on. But Jackie always starts off with a, a quote from someone that she thinks or that she believes is, like, an inspirational person. Yeah. Usually it's a woman in, like, not even in tech or business. It's just the quote from this one is, one of the secrets to staying young is always doing things you don't know how to do and to keep learning from Ruth Reich. And then, like, that's how she starts off the newsletter. And then yep. it's... TLDR, let's talk about scaling systems. What if we're at a company level? Like She breaks down the content into really easy-to-read paragraphs.
1: It's also telling a story throughout the entire thing. So she's bringing you from one place to the next and then getting to the business stuff as well after she's already told a story.
0: Yeah. So, this was a really cool way of taking something super B2B and making it feel more like the skim. We post so many blogs every week and yeah. it's hard to keep up with our content. So, making it easy to pick and choose the content that you want to read based off of the like quick and easy headlines yep. of whatever that post is all about. So, she like puts a lot of work into it, but it feels it feels so easy.
1: Yeah. It feels like your friend is back in your inbox and you get to, in a succinct way, see what content they've selected for you. Mm -hmm. If I was going up to Sarah and saying, oh, I read this amazing book and you should read it too, that's what our email feels like. It's just your friend who's saying, hey, this blog, this blog, and this announcement I think is going to really help you and you're going to be really interested in it. So here it is.
0: I think also we're talking about emails and newsletters, but like every marketer or most marketers have an email nurture strategy of some Mm -hmm. sort. And you're trying to educate people on what your company does and why they should choose you and why you're so awesome and why you stand out from the competition. And if your emails read like that, (laughs) it's not going to be fun to receive them as the end user. Right. you can also apply these sorts of strategies to marketing nurtures and, mm-hmm. like, different streams and different, like, ways of communicating with your customers. For example, our webinar guy, George, he runs all of our webinars start to finish. He started making our confirmation emails Hilarious, yeah. So, like, you register for a webinar, and you may or may not show up to that webinar. But what he does is he makes it so fun to get reminders that the webinar is coming up. Mm-hmm. He takes gifs of himself, literally counting down the minutes until the webinar. He took a gif of himself. We had bows for lunch one day, and he took a bow <laughs> and walked away. And the subject line was "Take a bow." Oh shoot, I meant bow. B O W. And it was just such a great way to be like, hey, congrats, you did this thing. We can't wait to talk to you later. But it also just makes marketing feel way more fun. Like webinars are fun. You learn something. You're about to like get educated from someone. And being hyped up from the email confirmation emails or the confirmation emails and the email reminders just makes the whole process delightful.
1: Yeah. So that's an example. We've shared two examples now. Our weekly newsletter mm-hmm. feels super personal and like it's your friend, and we're building that relationship with George. There's an element of humor. I want to talk about one company who does conversational email really well. And I think what really stands out about them and why I am so drawn to opening their emails Mm -hmm. is because they make it all about me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not
0: to sound super self centered, but. No, but like if your emails are all about you, nobody cares.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Grammarly (laughs) sends me a weekly writing update and. It's, one, just super interesting because I get to get an update on my statistics, but they also have a bunch of ego traps. So, like, you used more unique words than 96% of Grammarly users. Keep it up. Like, every week I am looking forward to seeing where I'm at. (laughs) Such a grammar nerd. Yeah, such a grammar nerd. And then I get to see my productivity. I get to see my mastery. I get to see new words that were added to my vocabulary. It's an awesome, I mean, it's a growth strategy, but it's also just a great way to reach out to me. And I am so eager to open these emails every time, especially my top three mistakes. So (laughs) missing comma in a compound sentence, missing period, missing article. I look forward to getting these emails. And then at the very end, they give me this week's top stories. I'm just so, so eager to open these. And then I also get this small thing at the end that's telling me about Grammarly, about Grammarly business, about upgrading and all of that. And I'm kind of used to seeing that at the bottom now, and now I'm getting more and more close to potentially, like, upgrading my account just right. because they've had this cadence with me that yeah. I'm so excited about Grammarly and how I'm performing and how I can do even better.
0: It's the long game a little bit. Totally the yeah. long game. But also, that's kind of what a brand play is. It's right. It's playing the long game, and it's hard to measure how emails make Sammy feel. Yeah. <laughs> but... It's really interesting to see like, okay, if the only way that Grammarly communicates with Sammy is through email, like she doesn't like their anything on Instagram or Twitter, that she doesn't click on any of their paid Mm -hmm. ads, it kind of helps just reinforce the power that is email and how you can make super simple changes in your email strategy to make your future customers feel warm and fuzzy. Have them understand like, okay, like this is a brand that I actually want to partner with. Totally. Not just buy from, but like. I want to know them. Right. (laughs) Like, personally. Yeah.
1: And there are a lot of emails that I disregard. Yeah. Definitely. There's a lot of emails that come through my inbox that are immediate archives. Yep. And I think the thing about email, if you really want to stand out because I still believe that it's a really powerful channel. Yeah. You need to be different. You need to find your niche. Is it humor? Is it that you're a personal friend? Is it that you're playing in an ego trap? But is it also that
0: you're like taking a stand? So for example, e-commerce brands, they send emails every single day, like Mm -hmm. every single day. It's honestly, shout out to their email marketers because they are probably very busy and very creative, but I got an email today that stood out from a brand that was like, "Hey, we're not doing Black Friday this year. Mm. We are specifically not doing Black Friday because hyperconsumerism poses one of the biggest threats to the planet. Like, no, no, no. Like they're taking a stand mm-hmm. on Black Friday and instead proposing a discount for the month of November so that you can make a like educated decision mm-hmm. on buying their products. Yep. Which not only educated me that like, oh shoot." If I'm buying things on Black Friday, I'm part of the problem, Mm -hmm. but also, like, okay, cool, if I want to buy from the skincare brand, I should probably do some research first, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to be a happier customer because I actually looked into what I was buying, got a discount from it, and, like, felt better about the planet.
1: Yeah, yeah. And even Expensify, they send, sometimes their CEO sends these massive emails. Yeah. Oh, the, my God, so long. The copy is so long. And for some people, maybe they immediately click out of it. And I completely understand that. But for me, I know that this email is going to contain something that really matters to me. Yeah. I know that he's put a lot of thought into this email, I'm going to read the whole thing. Totally. And I did read the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I remember one of the things that I learned at our first Hypergrowth, Hypergrowth 2017, we had someone from Pinterest come in and talk about how they positioned their email marketing. And they were like, we tried all these different tones. We tried all the different ways of getting people to open our emails. And the thing that stuck out to me was they said that once they started writing their emails, like they were a personal assistant, they started seeing a massive increase in the amount of people who actually engaged." with their email. Mm. So like, hey, cool stuff that's personalized to you. You want to check this out. So once you get to the level of changing up your CTAs, making that a little more conversational, you can go one step further and then start making your emails super personalized. And that's not only just based off of persona and title and industry, but also like how they've interacted with you and your brand before. Right, right.
1: So essentially, the crux of what we're saying is we aren't asking you to completely destroy everything that you've been working on and just throw everything away and implement this conversational marketing but there are ways that you can slowly start to incorporate conversational marketing into your channels and specifically with email really what we're saying breaks down into three simple things Where the first <laughs> the first is highlight the information that matters mm-hmm. so for sarah what got her to open this email was the fact that this hyper consumerism
0: or the black friday messaging really stood out to her it not only made me feel bad about myself (laughs) i'm just like shoot i'm part of the problem but so they made me feel bad but then they also let me be part of the revolution Mm -hmm. they were like hey this is this thing it's not your fault everyone does it but when you choose us, you choose a new way of right. buying. And I right. was like, hey, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I am now going to be way more conscious about right. all this stuff. Right,
1: And even with our newsletters, we definitely, we try to tell a story. But we're also looking for something that really matters to the people who subscribe to our newsletters. So there are obviously things that matter to you and your business that drive your MQLs, but finding the thing that's a win-win for both of you and then sending that Mm -hmm. is really important. And that in and of itself is conversational marketing. Yeah, 100%. Okay, the second really simple thing is personalizing the message to the person based off of the information you have on them. So- Just like Pinterest. Just like Pinterest. So break that down, Sarah.
0: All right, so you know something about the person whose email you've captured. They gave you their email in some sort of fashion. Mm-hmm. It could have been on a specific blog. It could have been downloading a specific piece of content. It could have been registering for a webinar or they attended a webinar or they were even at an event. I mm-hmm. got a really good email event email from a b2b company that was like hey thanks for stopping by our booth and the preview text was we know you didn't stop by our booth (laughs) and they were like you probably get emails like this all the time and i thought that that was a really good way to do like a no-show sort of email of just like hey you're probably going to angry open this email a little bit but then you're going to be sort of like oh haha like that's funny once you start reading the content and then they provided some of the things that i missed and all that all that good stuff so Using the information that you have to also like not only personalize the information, but like make it fun. Mm-hmm. Don't just be like, thanks for downloading this ebook, thanks for downloading like this new report. It's just right. like, hey, we think you're really gonna like this report. Once you're done, like let us know how you like it, and we can't wait to send you more stuff.
1: Yeah. You know? Definitely. All right. The last thing and really the core of how I think about conversational marketing is write like you talk or write like you're emailing a friend. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to what we talked about earlier in the podcast is when you woke up, you didn't wake up as B2B Sammy or B2B Sarah. Right. You woke <laughs> up as yourself and you probably texted a friend or you emailed a colleague or anything like that. When you got into work, you didn't all of a sudden transform your tone of voice right. into becoming, hello. You registered for our webinar. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. No, you talk to your to your coworkers
0: yeah. as people. Even if your brand is a little bit more serious, mm-hmm. like I always use the example of like legal software or a law firm or yeah. something like that. Like you can't be like, hey, thanks a ton. Right. But you can still, you can make legal jokes for right. people who are going to get it. You can keep your serious tone of voice for the things that need to be serious, mm-hmm. but you can also make your marketing Conversational and personal and personalized without being one creepy or two, like too colloquial.
1: Yeah. It really breaks down to if you wouldn't open the email, why would anyone? Like, why? Yeah.
0: No one is, no one wants to open your email unless you make them want to open your email. Yeah. No one's not going to be like, oh, sick, an email from Drift. You bet I'm opening that. Like, you need to make them want to. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, Sarah and I are very eager to continue upping our game in terms of emails and just our copy in general, so please send over any of your tips or advice or anything that's worked for you, and you were like, whoa, that had
0: a super high engagement rate. Or if you're like, hey, how can I make my email nurtures more conversational, Like, ask us. Yeah. We'd be happy to like take a look and see what sort of minor tweaks you can make that are going to make a big difference.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: We have a really big favor to ask.
1: Earlier in the episode, you heard us talk about a email newsletter—
0: That we really enjoy. That we take as inspiration for a lot of our marketing newsletters and copy. And they may or may not be a guest on the podcast, and they may or may not be speaking at a specific event in San Francisco. So if you want to hear that episode, we need
1: you to subscribe to the Conversational Marketing Podcast. Otherwise, you might miss it. You don't want to miss this. It
0: would be such a bummer to miss it. It's a good one. They're so cool. They're amazing. So we're so pumped to talk to them. We hope that you're as excited to hear what they have to say about conversational marketing and how they thought about making emails conversational and how they made so many new channels from a newsletter. Mm -hmm. So they have a podcast, they have a website, they have a really awesome social presence. Yeah. All great things that we can't wait to pick their brains about Yeah. That you're not going to want to miss. So if you don't want to
1: miss that episode, please subscribe to the podcast. And thank you so much for listening today. Catch you later. Bye.
0: Ooh, you thought we were done. We're not done. (laughs) We're back. We're here again. It's Sarah and Sammy. We have a really special offer. Yeah. So. This is exclusively for podcast listeners of the Hypergrowth Podcast Network. We want to offer you a discount code for tickets to Hypergrowth San Francisco. It's going to be the insider edition, the customer edition. We're going to focus on tactical tips and tricks of implementing conversational marketing. There are going to be some really cool speakers. Really cool speakers. Like really cool speakers. (laughs)
1: So if you use the code CONVERSATIONAL99, you can get
0: $99 tickets. That's a steal. Such a steal. All right. We hope to see you there. Yeah. See you in November. Bye. Bye.